Hello and welcome to the SparkleTac Time Capsule, a weekly glance back at the weird and wonderful happenings that have made San Francisco, San Francisco. This week, a visit to a San Francisco Gold Rush barber shop. It's the last week of February, 2009. I love personal accounts of the goings-on in our little town more than just about anything. The sights, the smells, the daily routine. I want the nuts and bolts of what it was like to live here then. It's even better when the eyeballs taking it all in belong to an outsider, a visiting alien to whom everything's an oddity. For my birthday a couple of years ago, my lady friend gave me a book that's packed to the gills with this kind of first-person account. It's called, aptly enough, San Francisco Memories. And because I'm kind of a dope, it's only just occurred to me that this stuff is the absolute epitome of what a time capsule should be, and that I really ought to be sharing some of this early San Francisco gold with you. Ahem. So share it, I will. By putting a link to the book on the SparkleTac website, of course. But even better, by reading you a little something. This time, from 1852. Frank Marriott was the son of Captain Frederick Marriott famous English adventurer and author of popular seafaring tales. A kind of chip off the old block, young Frank had himself already written a book of traveler's tales from Borneo and the Indian archipelago. Looking for a new writing subject, he set his sights on an even more exotic locale, Gold Rush, California. In 1850, with manservant and three hunting dogs in tow, Frank left the civilized shores of England behind crossed the Atlantic and the Isthmus of Panama, and made his way towards the Golden Gate. The book that resulted, California Mountains and Mole Hills, would be published in 1855, ironically, the year of Marriott's own demise from yellow fever. He covers a phenomenal amount of oddball San Francisco and early California history, all neatly collected to satisfy the curiosity of his English-reading public. The Chinese question, the Committee of Vigilance, Squatter Wars, Bears, Rats, Oysters, Gold, even the pickled head of Joaquin Murrieta. And to top it off, Marriott sailed into the bay just as San Francisco was being destroyed, again, by fire. This one, the Great June Fire of 1850. Don't worry, they'll have the city rebuilt in a couple of weeks. Plenty of time for Frank to spend some quality months slumming in the gold country. And then like the rest of the Argonauts, ride down into the big city for supplies and a shave. That's right. Put your feet up and relax. In today's time capsule, we're going to visit a Gold Rush barber shop. Frank Marriott from California Mountains and Molehills, 1852. Gorgeous decoration is characteristic of San Francisco. The people pay high prices for the necessaries of life, so velvet and gilt work is thrown into the bargain. In the shaving saloons, this system of internal decoration is carried out in great force, and the accommodation these establishments afford is indispensable to a Californian public. Let me suppose myself to have arrived in San Francisco from the mines early one morning. Having traveled down on the old soldier, my horse, I have no carpet bag, of course, and I enter a shaving saloon. At a counter, I purchase any quantity of linen I may require for the moment, and with this I proceed to the bathroom. 
When I return from my ablutions, I am asked if I would like my head shampooed. With a reckless feeling in respect of shampooing, the result of an intimate acquaintance with Turkish baths, I submit to this operation. Seating myself on an easy chair of velvet, then placing my legs on an easy stool, also of velvet, I become drowsy under the influence of the fingers and thumbs of the operator, as they are passed over my skull, as with a view to making a phrenological chart, and which produce a feeling at last as if hundreds of fingers and thumbs were at work, and the whole force of the establishment were scratching my head. I am conducted to a marble washstand, and a tap of cold water is turned on me. I thought I'd washed my head in the bath, but it appears not, judging by the color of the water. My head is dried by hard labor, then it is wetted again by a shower of eau de cologne and water, thrown at me when least expected. Will you be shaved, sir? Of course I will. Take a seat. I sink into the velvet chair and contemplate my dirty boots, that for days have not known blacking, but have known mud, as they contrast with the crimson pile velvet on which they rest. The back of the chair is raised by means of a screw, until my head is in the proper position for operation. First, I have hot water on my chin, and a finger and thumb, generally the property of a colored gentleman, feels for my beard in a dreamy way with a view to softening the stubble. Then comes the lather, and shave the first, and I'm about to get up when I'm stopped by more lather, and shave the second. This is conducted in a slow, methodical manner, the finger and thumb wandering about in search of any stray hairs, like gleaners after the harvest. The operator says not a word to me. San Francisco barbers are not loquacious, but his eyes wander to the open door, and suddenly he leaves me with a rush, and apostrophizing someone passing in the street, he says, Say, how about that sugar? The reply is inaudible, but I observe that the barber produces a sample of cigars from his pocket and says, See here, fifty dollars a thousand for these won't hurt you. And so, having failed to make a trade, he comes back, and as he finishes me, he observes in a general way that, Damn him if that wasn't the meanest man in all creation. I am then released. And this was a San Francisco shaving saloon in 1852. That's the report for the last week of February 2009. Tune in next Monday for another time capsule dredged up from the kaleidoscopic depths of San Francisco history. A couple of you sharp-eyed SparkleTech blog visitors have already discovered the latest edition. A little blue button designed to lure you into hanging out with me on Twitter. If you're not Twittering yet, well, here's your engraved invitation to hop on the bandwagon. Thanks for listening. Till next time.